0: Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, i kids getting excellent. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. That's right, baby. I will fucking massacre you. <laughs> Welcome back. Episode 10. We are now in the double digits, ladies and gents. You lovely motherfuckers. I am your host, Gerard. Everybody knows it. That's what I'm going by. And I am glad to be here. And obviously, it's Monday. Okay, I know which day of the week it is right now. Even though that's that's not usual nowadays with uh, this, this fucking quarantine going down. You know, uh, not working, fucking my kid not going to school. You barely know what day of the week it is. Whatever day of the week it is right now, it really doesn't fucking matter. Like, days of the week are fucking irrelevant nowadays. The only reason why days of the week are relevant is because of the fucking date. And we need to know sometimes what shit is going down on what date but if they told us like hey, you know what? Uh April fucking 30 35th. It's it's fictional. Uh but you know what? You don't need to know what day it's on. And speaking of the date, guess what? Guess fucking what? It's yes, it's Monday, but it's a special special Monday. And that Monday is the lovely 420 baby. So happy fucking 420 i don't even have my pen right now to hit i should probably fucking find it so i can do so because it's fucking 420 dude you know what back in the day man 420 was a fucking blast i mean it it was so fucking dope because of the fact that every oh i do have my is that my no that's my lighter you know what i think it's right here let me let me check really quick yep there it is. I found it. So you know what? Here we go. I'm going to take a fat ripper for 420, baby. And the fact that we can't all get together and, and fucking celebrate and smoke a shitload of weed on 420. So here's my 420 ripper for everybody out there. And I hope you're going to take a fucking rip with me, whether it's off your cart, whether it's off your fucking bong, whether it's taking a dab, whether it's hitting a blunt or a joint. I don't give a shit, Okay. It could be flour, it could be oil, whatever the fuck, it could be concentrate, I don't care what they call it, okay, let's do it, all right, happy motherfucking 420. Hold that shit in, baby, hold that shit in. (sighs) That was a clean ripper. (coughs) Yeah. Clean ripper of some, <coughs> what is it called? <coughs> Lamb's bread? <coughs> Lamb's b- bread? <coughs> Lamb's breath? <coughs> I don't know. All I know is when I got this shit, <coughs> it was 97% THC content and I was completely fucking satisfied with that. I was completely satisfied. And fuck this chair. I can hear it fucking squeaking. My new chair, dude, check this out. I ordered a fucking chair off of Amazon, okay? Off of Amazon. I am Amazon Prime. I ordered this chair uh, late March. It was like March fucking 26th or 27th or some shit like that. This fucking chair, my office chair, still isn't here. Badass, dude. It's white okay, it's clean and it's white like I like my fucking shoes, dude, and when I sit, because anytime I wear white, okay, because I'm a fucking cracker, when I sit against white or I'm wearing white, guess what, I don't look as white, okay, the tanness comes out because the fucking contrast is there, okay, that's how it works out, if you're pale, wear some fucking white and make yourself look a little DACA, baby, because fuck skin cancer, I don't go tan like a little bitch, So fuck it. But you know what? My chair hasn't gotten here. It's supposed to get here Thursday. They finally have a fucking day. And I'm like, dude, Amazon. This is Amazon, bro. Like, are you fucking getting it from China? And when I sit in it, I'm going to get the fucking COVID? The fucking Rona? The Rona's going to happen all over again because I'm going to get a fucking chair from China that took a month to get here from Amazon. And now I'm going to sit in it. And it's going to be a whole new fucking Rona. It's going to be only through your asshole. So you're, you're, I'm going to have anal leakage and my asshole's is going to bleed because I have the fucking the Rona hole from China from a white chair that took fucking 30 days to get here, dude. Seriously. Fucking Amazon better not charge my account, dude. You have not been priming me, baby. Okay? I haven't received no prime. Every single fucking uh, Amazon package I've received has been way more than, than two days, dude. It's been like a week, fucking sometimes a month, like a fucking chair. Okay? You're not priming me up, dude. You're not giving me the primage. The primal. Okay? There's no primal fucking act out of that shit. Okay? That's lagging, dude. I could've ordered that shit from dim sum chuck 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 goo. And he would have fucking sent it to me and it would have taken the same amount of time and his son would have made it in the fucking sweat house in his back room and I would have gotten it for fucking a quarter of the price. And COVID. Jesus. These fucking guys at Amazon. You know, like uh, the car wash thing I got going on. That shit ain't charging me. They ain't charging people because guess what? Fuck that shit. I'd call my bank and I'd be like, hey, guess what? They closed down services not rendered, bitch, hook me up. Get that shit off my account and block it. If they try and fucking charge me again, block them, dude. Block them, okay? Because the bank works for you. You can tell them that. You can tell them services not rendered, bitch, like Jesse, bitch. But let's go back to 420, okay? We're going to talk about some happy shit because I think this quarantine has gotten a lot of us unhappy you know i know that i've gotten extremely unhappy at times during this fucked up quarantine you know getting cabin fever you know my wife and i fucking at each other's throats at times you know we love we hate we love we hate our fucking kid drives us fucking psycho up the walls we're like jesus christ this is what fucking teachers have to go through holy shit like I could never be a teacher. Now that I know and we have our kid all day and we have to fucking teach him shit, we actually have to put in the effort to fucking teach him something, Like, like now I fucking know that I would never ever... I couldn't be a teacher. I would be like uh, Star Wars where he murdered all the little children Padawan learners. That would be my classroom. They'd be like, dude, what happened? I'd be like, none of them got it, dude. None of them got it. And it bugged the fuck out of me and they were out of hand so guess what i i'm i'm fucking going to the dark side peace to fuck out but it's it's been crazy so we got to talk about something happy and 420 is always happy you know 420 is happy if you ain't happy on 420 then you just don't smoke weed and if you don't smoke weed then you're just not cool man okay be a lot cooler if you did <laughs> oh shit my cat's in the fucking building dude I thought I shut her out, but she fucking, she was in here. She she was sneaky. She was chilling, dude. I think I sat in my chair and I heard her go, And maybe she was underneath it, but who the fuck knows. But all I know right now, she's probably going to try and get up on my lap and interfere with my podcast. She's like, hey, dad, fuck your podcast. It's 420. I want to hit too. You want to hit Sage? You want a little smoky, smoky kitty cat? Ah, oh, sh- we should have got her some fucking catnip, dude. It's 420. Catnip, dude, catnip makes my fucking cats go crazy, dude. They literally like fucking roll around it. Like all of a sudden they just turn into whores. Like they don't know what to do with themselves. They're just like, ah, ah, ah. fucking, it's it's so weird, dude. It's It's weird how catnip does that to cats. And then fucking 420. I can't get off different subjects. Or, or I, I can't go back to 420. It, 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 I keep getting sidetracked, okay? But we got to talk about this 420 thing. And you know why? Because we used to have these fucking parties, dude. And I'm talking parties, baby. Now, on 420 every year, we had a party in Sacramento that was thrown by our friend Daniel. And I mean, we had the inside of that house fucking tarped off, black tarp. Uh, you know shit drawn and, and fucking uh, you know highlighters black lights everywhere I mean when you walked into this house dude it, it looked like a fucking uh, a small rave you know and you literally had the room that had the the fucking turntable set up and everybody that mixed had their set you know whether it was five to fucking seven DJs that night you know those DJs had their set dude you know, mixing house, mixing fucking trance, mixing hardcore. I mean, all this fucking crazy techno shit. Because, you know, at, at that point in time, the 420 parties weren't only 420 parties. You know, obviously, we were there and we were smoking a shitload of weed. But we were taking fucking tons of other drugs as well. You know, I mean, ecstasy was huge at that time. This is in the, the, the fucking, you know, super late 90s, early 2000s. Like, we literally... Oh, this fucking cat. She's trying to get into shit. Oh yeah, cat. Guess what? Hold on. I'm gonna pause this shit. Okay, there we go. I got I got rid of the heathen. That's what I love about the pause button. You never know I fucking left. For it was it was only seconds. But at the same time, like who would have wanted to fucking hear me being like get the fuck out and then closing the door and shit. I'd rather just, you know, pause the bitch and, you know, come back to ya. But like I said, you know, in back in those days, it was all about, you know, fucking like psychedelics and ecstasy. So everybody was either fucking like, you know, just fucked up on E or extremely fucking just frying balls on acid. And it was an amazing time. And then we were smoking, you know, tons of weed at the same time and at 4:20 a.m. At 4:20 a.m., we would smoke this joint that was like the size of a fucking Louisville slugger. I swear to God. Everybody would pass it around the whole party. That way, you know, everybody got a rip off of it and shit. You know, and I mean, this this place, this house was just so fucking cloudy at that point in time that you could barely see in front of you. It was like if you've ever lived in a place that's foggy and you walk outside on a super foggy day and you can you can see maybe like two or three feet in front of you and that's it. That's how it was in that fucking house during the smoke session, dude. Like, we would try and take pictures. You know, this was before fucking cell phones, right? So we couldn't take pictures with cell phones, so we had our fucking disposable film cameras, baby. Okay, They were either disposable film cameras or you had your film camera and you're sitting there trying to take a picture. And I remember getting them developed and I'm like, hey, look, it's just fucking white. That's all it was. The picture was just white and then you could see like a blue shirt. Or somebody's fucking hand in the air, or some shit like that. But it was so smoky that when you took pictures at that time, they didn't even fucking come out. But it was, it was, it was amazing, dude. Those times were fucking so dope. I used to have this friend named Javier, right? And I say I used to because I just don't talk to him anymore. He's, he was one of those where you know, now that I'm forty, uh, you know, unfortunately, you have friends that you grow apart from. You know, whether you have your differences, whether fucking something happens, or whether you just grow apart. That's just how it is, right? So this is one of the friends that I grew apart from. I don't really see anymore. I wish him the best. I fucking will never forget this guy. Just don't fucking, you know, he's, he's not part of my life. But during this time of my life, he was a huge part of my life. A huge part of my life. It was me and I think it was four or five other people that were just very, very tight fucking knit. You know, one of them uh, is still like my brother from another mother. I still talk to one of the tight-knit crew people on a normal basis and will always consider him my best friend. But Javier and I, uh, I think it had to be 420 of either, 99, either 1999 or, or fucking 2000. One of the two. We literally we're dancing right in front of the fucking turntables, dude, right, just grooving, you know, just fucking getting our fucking raven dance on and shit, just picture me as a little fucking raver sweating my ass off, you know, I'm on so much fucking ecstasy, dude, I just don't even know what to do with my life, and am just like, hing, 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 hing. fucking just loving the fucking music, you know, and my boy, Manuel, Manuel, if you're listening to this, dude, this is, I, I know, man, I still know Manuel, manual dude what what the fuck was his goddamn dj name bro that's gonna bother me because it's on the fucking tip, tip of my tongue but this dude was on the turntables he was on the one and twos and this guy was having in my opinion probably i don't know if it was the drugs but this was one of the most amazing fucking sets i had ever heard anybody fucking spin dude like one of the best sets uh, it, there was it was nonstop it was one where you just couldn't fucking leave because every fucking record he was putting on was fire dude was fire right so we're fucking just dancing our ass off and Javier and I when we're dancing we're also loud we're just like woo woo at the top of our lungs yeah woo so check this out dude we were so fucking faded and we were so loud and because of the fact that we were right up next to uh the turntables the fucking needle picked up our voices dude i swear to god dude fucking if 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 manuel still has that fucking tape because i don't have it dj mental that's what it is that's what it is baby dj fucking mental dude and if he still has that mix i think it was 2000 fucking 420 2000 dude if he still has that mix if he still has that cassette tape because that's what that shit ended up on baby it wasn't recording to cds that time we were recording to cassette tapes my fucking voice and javier's voice are on that shit without any microphone being around dude i swear to god i swear to fucking god we literally fucking screamed so fucking loud dude that the needle, the tip of the fucking needle picked up our vibrations and you can hear us. Not not like hella loud, but in the background, like legit in the background, you're sitting there and you're fucking listening to the tape. just And all of a sudden you can hear just so fucking light, dude. And you're like, holy shit. And I told my homie manual, I was like, I fucking made it on your tape, bro. I fucking made it on your tape, but I was, I was so fucking faded. I was, maybe it was 99 because that was, that was one of the first times that I did ecstasy. So I, I, it couldn't have been 2000. It, that had to be 98 or 99. I'm pretty sure it was 99. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm almost positive. Even though it was on drugs, I'm almost positive that it was 99 because I remember falling in love with ecstasy at that party. Like that right there. Like what I felt when I was on fucking ecstasy at that party was like a fucking dream come true. Like I didn't know what to do with myself besides dance and fucking love everybody around me, dude. Like you could have put me around my fucking worst enemy. You could have introduced me to my worst enemy that night. And you could have been like, dude, Jared, this guy. He wants to fucking kill you. And if you gave him ecstasy and I was already on it, we would be dancing together at the end of the night and we would be like, why did we hate each other? I don't even know. I don't know, bro. Like, I fucking love you, man. I fucking love you too. Like a brother. Like family. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're not colored. Give me a high five. Seriously, dude. Deadass serious. That shit, that was the best thing about fucking ecstasy. You fucking loved everybody and everything and everybody was always like oh dude ecstasy makes you want to fuck no it didn't just want to it wasn't just a fuck drug like yes fucking on ecstasy was definitely an awesome you know way to go about things but it doesn't mean that it was for that in particular like ecstasy was for way more man like when I did drugs dude I did drugs to fucking go as deep as possible. And when I mean as deep, like I want to fucking open the doors in my mind. I want to explore in my mind what those drugs are meant for. You know, not the simple shit in fucking life. Not the there's you don't do drugs to fucking do simple shit. You do drugs to fucking go way outside of yourself, dude. Way the fuck outside of yourself. You want to experience something that you would never be able to experience on this fucking planet. And that's why like honestly, I want to fucking do ayahuasca so bad, dude. Ayahuasca and DMT both. I'll fucking do either one. Those are the only drugs that I'll actually do nowadays, now that I'm fucking old. If I ever get a chance to fucking have like a shaman guy, you know, give me fucking ayahuasca and allow me to have that experience, oh, I would in in a in a fucking second, dude. In a second. And if I got DMT from somebody and if there was somebody there to watch me for the fucking 15, 20 minutes that you're fucking, you know, out your body experience that you literally think like you're gone for fucking eight hours, I would, I would totally do that shit too. Damn, I was getting dry. I was getting dry. I'm sorry about getting dry. I'm sorry about getting, getting dry there, little child. I just... I dry up sometimes. Take my strong hand. (laughs) That was the best fucking scary movie ever was the strong hand. But I dude getting back to this shit. I fucking had in in my opinion. My my teens from when I was like 16. Nah, I'm going to go back to 15. Well when I was like 15 all the way up to 21, 22 years old, those were not the greatest times in my life. They weren't the greatest times in my life, but they were the most fucking fun when it came to like outlaw shit. Like, you know, you feel indestructible, dude. You're fucking indestructible at that age. Like, people will tell you, don't do drugs. You'll fucking, you know, regret it when you're older. Don't do this. You're going to regret it when you're older. Don't do this. You could fucking overdose. And as a fucking young piece of shit, you're like, dude, fuck off. I've already made my decision, and you're dumb because you're old, and you don't know anything that's going on. And then when you get older, you realize you're like, fucking Jesus Christ, everybody that was old that was telling me shit, they fucking knew it all. Not all. But they knew fucking a lot, dude. And we should have listened to them. Like we really should have. But at the same time, we shouldn't because we would have never ever experienced that shit. And I'm so fucking grateful for it. I mean, dude, I have I have battle fucking wounds, dude. I have scars from my life of partying, dude. I kid you not, okay? If you were to meet me and look at me and on my... Okay, it's it's my so it's it's my right side of my face. It's to me it's my right side. If you were looking at me fucking, it would be you would be looking at the left side of my face. Okay? So, you looking at the left side of my face, you would look at my fucking bottom lip, dude. Bottom lip on the left side of my face to you at your vision. There's a fucking scar that runs all the way from pretty much almost from the middle of my bottom lip to the side of my bottom lip, the the very end of my bottom lip, and it runs on the bottom part of my bottom lip. So it, not on the lip itself, but basically to where where the lip connects to the fucking the skin on your face. Okay, that's a fucking drug scar. No shit, dude. No shit. Here's here's how this whole fucking thing went down. Here's here's you're gonna hear some shit. This is story time. All right, we're going to do some story time shit because of the fact that I'm so sick of talking about fucking Rona shit that we're going to talk about some good old day shit and I'm going to reminisce for you guys a little bit. You guys are going to hear me fucking reminisce and anybody that listens to this that was there when this shit went down, I hope you guys fucking reminisce with me and we have a fucking good time thinking about the good times, okay, because this is the fucking story of the fat lip, baby the story of the fucking fatty lip like and I'm not talking about like oh he fucking hit his his fucking lip and it got like swollen no I'm talking about like you know that part on the nutty professor where he starts fucking like 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 uh fucking gaining weight in the car when he's in the fucking car and the, one of the first thing that fucking you know goes is that fucking his bottom lip just blah just pops down and it's fucking fat as shit. That was my fucking bottom lip, dude. My bottom lip was so fucking fat that it fucking hung, hung down, dude. It, hung, it fucking hung down, dude. And it's crazy because it all started with a rave in Los Angeles and Taco Bell. Okay, because we had this fucking party that we were going to in Los Angeles. So where we live, we live about six hours away, depending on where you're talking about in LA, you know, whether you're talking about Los Angeles and orange County and shit, or you're talking about Anaheim, it's anywhere between like four and a half to six hours away from us South. Cause we're basically, I'm, I'm pretty close. I'm dude. I'm like right next door to fucking the Bay area. You have to fucking like drive to the Bay area long ways. Cause you got to go over some Hills. But if you could actually just drive West West, we would be in fucking San Francisco in probably like 30 minutes. It's fucking weird how it is over here. But we we drove to Los Angeles, right? And we're going to this party, and this party is called Nocturnal Wonderland. And I, I know for a fact that this was Nocturnal Wonderland of 1999 because I was just looking at the fucking flyer for this party online, right? So we're stoked because... This party is fucking huge. Like, basically, this party is supposed to be, you know, just... I don't know if it was out in the desert out there or what. not It wasn't out in Barstow because that was a different one that we went to. But this party was fucking huge. It had so many fucking DJs that it was showcasing. And every single one of us had a favorite DJ that was showcased on that fucking flyer. And at that time, dude, that's all my friends and I. That's all we were we were doing, dude. We were just fucking partying. Whether it was it was like every fucking weekend. Where I got the money, I don't fucking know, dude. I I seriously I can't figure it out. I know that I stole clothes from the fucking uh, shop that I worked at back in the day, you know, in the mall, and and I fucking sold jeans and shit on the street. But you know what, dude? I don't I don't know how I got so much fucking money to buy drugs and go to parties and shit. But we did. And we fucking would go every weekend. Like, every weekend, it, it was either a party in San Francisco or Oakland or Los Angeles or out in the desert in fucking Barstow. Like, I don't know how any of us are still fucking alive. Like, dead-ass serious. This is, I, I, I mean, parties in, in Santa Cruz on the beach. Like, uh, parties up in the fucking hills, dude. Parties in the Redwoods. It was like smaller versions of the party Burning Man. Like this is shit where everybody that, you know, when you went into these parties, everybody was fucked up. Somebody was overdosing, you know. There was always the fucking pussy that couldn't handle his fucking drugs. And and then, you know, it was just crazy, dude. People would fuck, you know, anywhere. The fucking it was it was fucking rad. Lasers, smoke, you know, fucking 8 $800, 800,000 dollar waters, you know. But you had to stay hydrated because you were on so much fucking ecstasy that your eyes were rolling in the back of your head while you were fucking putting your fucking head up against the fucking speaker. Like, how am I not fucking deaf? You know, this was insane. So we were going to these parties, dude. And Nocturnal Wonderland, we were fucking looking forward to it. We were all looking forward to it. And I remember when we were driving to Los Angeles. It's very vague in my in my mind because, you know, drugs will make it to where you don't remember everything. But I do remember that we stopped at, if I'm not mistake, mistaken, I think it was, I, I think it was uh, not, it wasn't USC. It was uh, UCLA. I, I swear to God, I think it was UCLA. But one of our friends knew somebody that was going to college there. And so they let us stay in their dorm room while, uh, you know, for the night until we could get back on the road the next day because we were fucking tired and shit and so we fucking basically slept on his floor everybody which was so uncomfortable because it was packed it's a small little dorm and there was like fucking five of us you know and then the next day we get up and I remember we arrived at the uh, hotel that we're staying at and I just remember that it was a, it was kind of a cool fucking hotel but I just can't really remember how it looked all I remember is we got to the hotel and and we're like, okay, cool. Let's fucking go out. You know, we explored uh, Hollywood for a while. I remember we went to, uh, you know, Melrose and we went to some record shops and we went and we looked at the fucking graffiti on uh, Melrose and the alley. Uh, you know, we, we basically had a shitload of fun. Like we basically just did everything we could that day to explore fucking Los Angeles, do some fucking nitrous. Uh, you know, prepare for the fucking night, get some fucking new records, get some new jewelry, whatever the fuck we were doing, dude, you know, get a new pipe, get a new bong. You know, we always did that shit because of the fact that our town didn't have head shops at the time. So when we went to L.A. or San Francisco or Oakland, uh, we were always, always, or Berkeley, or we were always making sure that we were stopping at glass shops. And now glass shops are just a fucking dime a dozen everywhere in town. Like in every fucking town, it just took over. It's crazy. But we did that, and then it started, you know, after we fucking, you know, had our fun, we go back to the hotel and we put our shit up, you know, we grab our shit for the party, you know, because everybody that goes to these parties, you got to have a backpack, you know, you got to have your backpack, dude. So, you know, we grab our backpacks and we get ready to go to the party. And the way that we get to this party, you have to actually drive to a parking garage. All right? So you drive to this parking garage. You park your car. And basically what happens is these buses come. And these buses pick you up. And they take you to the party. And then when the party's over, the buses take you back to the parking garage. And you get your car. Okay? So we fucking drive to this parking garage. Obviously, we park our car. And the first thing we're trying to do, we're the smart people because we see everybody getting into the buses and taking off. And we're like, okay, cool. We'll catch the next bus. Let's fucking look for some drugs. You know, we wanted to find drugs before we got to the party. That's the smart thing to do because otherwise you get to the party, you're walking around, you're trying to find fucking drugs, you never know if you're going to fucking find them and then you're at a party with no fucking drugs and that fucking sucks because it's not a party where people drink, man. Alcohol wasn't fucking allowed at these type of parties. This is a party where if you were going to fucking go to this party, you were going to get fucking faded and that's how it went down. So we were trying to look for some fucking you know drugs and obviously... We fucking found some. And we were like, yeah, dude. All right, cool. So we got our ecstasy. We got fucking everything we need. This is fucking rad. Let's go ahead and we're going to fucking go to uh, the, par- the the little bus stop thing. We're going to wait for the next bus. So we're sitting there. And we're waiting for the fucking buses to come because there was either two or three buses and every single one of them had left, went to take the uh, people to the party and then come back and load up more people. And as we're waiting... The fucking buses, they come back, okay? The buses are back, but the problem is, is the fucking buses, dude. The buses got the same fucking people in them, okay? So these people that we just saw get on to the bus, start getting off of the buses when they get back, and we're like, wait a minute here, what the fuck's going on, dude? And we're fucking talking to these people and they're like, yeah, the party's canceled, dude. They fucking brought us there and they're fucking canceling the the fucking party got shut down, dude. And fucking we all got brought back and there's no more party. And we were like, you're fucking kidding me, yo. Because we spent like 30, I think it was $35 a ticket, if I'm not mistaken. It's kind of a weird, odd number. But if I'm not mistaken it was like 35 bucks a ticket. And obviously everybody fucking paid 35 bucks a ticket to get into this fucking party. So everybody's fucking pissed off. All of a sudden this news spreads like a fucking wildfire, right? I mean legit. Like there are I'd have to say if you if you asked me I'd have to say there was probably like 1,200 fucking people at this fucking parking garage, and what looked to be like this large grass area around it, okay, it wasn't like a parking garage where there was hella city shit around it, it was weird, there was like hella grass, hella room to kick it and shit, maybe that's why they chose it, but it spread, there could have been more, I don't know, I just know that there was fucking tons of people, it was like a small goddamn city in the fucking city with how many people there were. And when that news spread, people got fucking pissed, dude. And that was the first time in my life, I kid you not, dude, all of a sudden, full blown fucking raver riot, bro. And these weren't like pussy fucking ravers that you see nowadays. You know? We weren't little bitches. We we, we weren't like, hey, the guy. I mean they had the little bitches, but ravers, dude, back in those days. We were fucking just people that wanted to fuck shit up and fucking party and fucking love everybody no matter who you were. But we'd still fuck shit up if you fuck shit up. Like, if you fuck some shit up, if you fuck a party up, dude, then you could guarantee that there were going to be people that were going to be fucking you up if you fucked the party up. Excuse me, let me drink. So... It spread like a wildfire, and next thing you know, like I said, full-blown fucking raver riot, dude. You had the whole parking garage, which I'd say were like five levels. It was like a five or a six level, five, six tier fucking parking garage, and you had people in that fucking parking garage, excuse me, that were literally grabbing fucking fire hoses, dude and spraying fucking it that shit everywhere spraying it at fucking people spraying it at fucking the buses and then because everybody was going dude there was so much fucking chaos check this out dude we were there and we were we were like watching this and we were like damn this is fucking crazy we need to go get our money back because we knew where the store was that we you know could fucking take our tickets back and get a refund because obviously that's where, it, you know, the ticket was sold from. So we were like, you know, we need to fucking get out of here, dude. This shit's getting fucking crazy and uh, we need to go get our fucking money back, dude. And we were like, yeah, let's do that. And as we're fucking walking, right? And the greatest thing is, is we have our drugs. So we're like, dude, we're fucking set. We can go party at the fucking, it's going to suck. But at the same time, we're going to go party at the hotel room and, you know, do drugs there. And that's just how it's going to be. And we were leaving this place, and I fucking kid you not, dude. The LAPD had choppers in the air and they were fucking gassing us, dude. All of a sudden you see fucking tear, gra- tear tear grass, tear gas raining from the fucking sky, hitting the fucking, you know, different levels of the uh, parking garage, hitting the fucking lawn, just getting every fucking raver that was there out of that fucking place because, dude, dead serious, it turned into a fucking riot, dude. So they literally started shooting tear gas at us, and we're mobbing because, you know, us, we're like, we ain't from L.A., man. I ain't fucking getting locked up here. And not only that, but I ain't used to being fucking tear gassed because I'm a suburban motherfucker. So we don't get tear gassed a lot. So I'm going to take off. Peace the fuck out. And we leave... And we go to this shop that we're looking to try and get our refunds from, right? We're like, okay, cool. We're going to go to this shop. We're going to get our fucking $35 back each. And, uh, you know, we're going to fucking go to the hotel. We're going to fucking party it up. And it's going to be a lovely fucking evening, okay? How does that fucking sound to you guys? And all of us are like, dude, sounds great. So we go back and lo and behold, the fucking shop, dude, not only is it locked up, like, I mean, it's barred up, you can't fucking get inside of it, it's closed, there's nobody inside of this shop, because it's it's like, uh, I don't know, nine, fucking ten at night, nobody's in this fucking shop, and the people that got there before us, which was, you know, looked like a good crowd of 40, 50 people, demolished this fucking store, dude, like, demolished. Like there was no more windows to break. I mean, this this place was fucking destroyed, dude. Destroyed. Like even after they broke all the windows, they would just start throwing fucking bricks and rocks in there to break the shit that was inside of the fucking shop because they were like everybody was like, "Hey, fuck you. If you're not going to be here after, you know, your fucking party crashes and now you can't give me my money back." Then cool. All that money that you got from everybody's fucking 35 bucks, guess what? Now you get to, now you get to invest it back into your fucking shop. There you go. That's what everybody was thinking. And I you know what? If shit wasn't fucking already broken when I got there, I would have definitely thrown a brick. Cuz I was pissed off. They should have took the responsibility and and you know, fucking the initiative to credit back every single one of those fucking people that bought a ticket to a party that got shut down before anybody fucking got there. You know, it wasn't like any of us got there and did anything to get that party shut down. That party got shut down because of some type of fucking legal fucking bullshit with the city. So that ain't our fucking fault. So that's how we thought. So the store got fucking demolished. And we were like, yeah, you know, hey, we're out of fucking 35 bucks, dude. What can you do? You know, you can't sit there and fucking just be pissed about it. You got to fucking move on, dude. We got drugs, baby. We're going to go do them. So that's what we did. So on the way to the fucking uh, hotel room, everybody was hungry, right? You know, when you fucking, you get into some shit like that, you hop in your car, you're about to go do some drugs. You're like, you know what? We might as well get some food in our stomach because we're not going to want to put food in our stomach after we do these fucking drugs. Because, you know, you ain't fucking hungry when you're all fucking eat the fuck out. So we went and we got some Taco Bell, right? And I decided I'm going to take my fucking ecstasy before I eat so that way when my food digests, it allows my fucking drugs To kick in faster. That's always my theory. You know, anytime I I would take drugs, I'd either drink coffee or fucking eat, do something to where it would, you know, make my metabolism start working and get that shit in my system because I didn't want to wait. I'm an impatient motherfucker, right? And I remember that I got two bean burritos, no onions, extra red sauce. This is the shit that I fucking order. Like anytime I order burritos from Taco Bell, dude. Like, this is, is what I order. Usually two bean burritos, no onions, extra red, right? So that's what I did. I ordered my burritos, and then on the way back to the hotel, we were all eating in the car. That's just what we, you know, you're you're fucking dudes, dude. Why wait? It's hot, right? So I'm eating my fucking burrito, and I fucking bite my lip. I'm, I'm so fucking hungry and stupid that, you know, sometimes you bite your cheek, sometimes you bite your tongue, I fucking bit the inside of the right side of my lip, and I was like, ooh, ow, motherfucker, right, finish my burritos, you know what happens, and we get back to the hotel, and by the time we get back to the hotel, my, my fucking ecstasy, my E starts fucking kicking in, And I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm feeling good, bro. We're fucking turning on music. Everybody's fucking dancing, having a fucking great time. You know, we we, we threw like a whole fucking party. You know, we didn't care. If fucking some, you know, chicks walked by, we were like, you want to fucking come party in our room? And they were like, yeah, right on. And we were just, you know, fucking through this whole goddamn fucking party. And I was taking pictures of it left and right. I actually borrowed my mom's amazing camera at the time, right, my mom had this expensive ass fucking camera that took amazing pictures, film camera, obviously, this being, you know, 1999, we didn't have no fucking digital cameras, but this film camera took amazing fucking pictures, and it was like a fucking $700 camera, right, and I'm fucking sitting there, and I'm taking pictures of everything, dude, everybody fucking just having a good time, and, you know, fucking the room up, but during the time that we're partying, my, my lip, it kept fucking bugging me, dude. Like, I just couldn't fucking get away from the fact that my lip kept fucking irritating me. And, and I could feel this, you know, wound inside of my mouth. So I would go into the bathroom. Like, I kid you not, dude, like every fucking 10 to 15 minutes, I would go into the bathroom. You know, I wouldn't shut the door or anything, but I'd go into the bathroom, I'd turn on the light and I'd start, you know, I'd, I'd start like touching my lip and because I, I wanted to, to, you know how you have to pull it down to see the inside of your lip. So I would start touching my lip and pulling it down and I wanted to check to see if the cut was getting worse because it felt like the cut was getting worse to me. It was the drugs that was doing it and obviously being on ecstasy, you feel everything that much more. You know, your your fucking pain is enhanced, your everything's enhanced, you know, and then you start smoking fucking dank and that just enhances everything as well. So <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm fucking just tripping off my lip the whole time. And it didn't ruin my time, but it added to the time of me going into the bathroom all the time, checking my shit, coming back out to the party. Repeat, going back out, coming back in, going back out, coming back in, like literally all night, right? So the whole time, excuse me, let me take a drink. So this whole time that we're partying in this hotel room and I'm going back and forth to the bathroom and checking my lip, the main thing that I'm doing wrong, as obviously most of you will know is I'm touching my fucking wound, okay? I am touching a brand new fucking open wound, and I am on drugs. I am on ecstasy. And ecstasy, obviously, you can look it up, it it, it uh, compromises your immune system, right? And the funny thing is, is when I was on Melrose that day, I got my fucking septum pierce with, pierced with a 10-gauge needle, no shit. Okay, like a bull ring. If you don't know what the septum is, it's like getting the bull ring. I got that shit pierced with a fucking 10 gauge needle, dude. You can fit a fucking Q tip through that shit. Dead ass fucking serious. It took us a while to find a shop that would actually pierce it with a needle that big. So what that meant was, is there was white blood cells already trying to heal my fucking brand new piercing that I got. You know, brand new piercing that hurt like fucking hell. I remember when he pierced my shit, it felt like somebody punched me in the fucking nose, dude. So I got a brand new piercing that's trying to heal and I'm going into the bathroom and I'm constantly touching my lip with hands that, you know, I definitely didn't wash every fucking time I went into the bathroom, right? So party's over. We have a great time. We all fall asleep. You know, I remember I fell asleep on the floor right next to the fucking dresser that the TV's on. And I woke up, and I was like, oh, shit, hey, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Everybody's waking up. And I think it was my homeboy, Jeremy. I don't know if it was Jeremy or fucking my homeboy, Keith. But one of the two, when they saw me, they looked at me, and they just had this look on their fucking face like, holy shit, dude. And they're like, hey, yo, Jared. Dude, what's up with your lip, bro? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just woke up, bro. I was probably laying on it wrong or some shit. And they're like, nah, dude, you need to go look in the fucking mirror, bro. Like, check that shit the fuck out. And I was like, okay. So I go into the fucking bathroom. And I turn on that light. And I look at myself. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? I kid you not, dude. The bottom right side of my lip was like an inch and a half fucking thick, dude. An inch and a half, right? It was it was actually hanging over. It it weighed so much that it was I, I couldn't even fucking like close my mouth on the right side would just fucking hang, dude. Would just hang. And I'm like, holy fucking shit, what the fuck is wrong with my fucking face, dude? This is bad. And the funny thing is, is I come out and I'm like, dude, fuck, we got to go, dude. I got to get home. I got to go to the fucking hospital. This is all bad, dude. This is no fucking bueno. And I remember my fucking friend Jeremy, dude, fucking Jeremy, literally said this. I hope you remember, if you're listening to this, Jeremy, I hope you fucking remember that you said this. He said... Dude, let's, let's go to Melrose. We're, we're wanting to get some shit at Melrose. And I'm like, dude, do you see my fucking lip? Do you think I want to go to Melrose and go to these shops with my fucking lip looking like this? And he was like, dude, one time I was here, I had fucking pink eye hella bad, dude. And I fucking went. Fucking pink eye. Motherfucker had pink eye. And he's comparing it to my lip being the size of a fucking security guard's thumb dude this shit was fucking insane right so bad that I remember that I didn't even want to think about it and it started throbbing I could feel it being painful on the way home I was sitting in the back seat I fucking fell asleep they rolled the window down and my lip I kid you not dude flapping in the fucking wind dude they were cracking up laughing. They were laughing like a motherfucker because my lip was literally flapping in the wind like a like a goddamn fucking bulldog's fucking lip when he fucking puts his face out the window. Like the shit was crazy, dude. This is some serious shit. This was some serious fucking shit. So we finally get back home, right? After a fucking five, six hour drive, whatever it was. And... I have to face my parents. Okay. This is where I get out of the car and they were outside. I don't know what they were doing, you know, yard work, something like that, but they were outside. And I remember I got out of the car and I was like, Hey mom, I got to go to the fucking hospital. And they fucking looked at me and they're like, yo dude, what the fuck happened to your fucking lip, dude? What did you do? And I'm like, I fucking bit my fucking lip when I was eating Taco Bell. And then I don't know. I don't know what happened. And so they take me to the hospital because they're like, this shit's probably serious, right? So they take me to the hospital. And yes, it's fucking serious. I literally had fucking cellulitis, staph on my lip because of the fact that I was touching my fucking you know, my wound with dirty fucking hands. And the only reason I know that is because I'm honest with my doctors, right? So when I went into the emergency room, the doctor's like, God damn, like, what'd you do, man? And I was like, man, I fucking, you know, just bit my lip. And and I was eating Taco Bell. And then, I, I you know, we were partying and I fucking kept touching my fucking, you know, lip. I, I was like looking at it all night because it kept bothering me. And he was like, oh, you were touching it, huh? He's all what were, what were you doing when you were partying? And I was like, "Oh, we were all fucked up on ecstasy, man. We were we were we were on ecstasy and I was smoking some weed." And he was like, "Oh, what's this?" And he touched my nose and I was like, "Uh, oh, uh." Oh. And I was like, "Got my fucking septum And My mom didn't see it because it was tucked inside of my nose. It was a retainer at the time. So you didn't see it until you saw up inside of my nose." Right? So and she's like, "What the fuck? You got a fucking bull ring? That's fucking ugly." You know, she was all pissed off. But the doctor was like, yo, dude, check this out. Your fucking immune system is shot, doggy. We have to fucking keep you here. Like, you fucked your shit up. And I'm glad you told me that you did drugs because that's probably, that's seriously what fucked up your immune system in the first place. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't lie. I I do drugs sometimes. I'm a partier, dude. I would tell my doctors that all the time. What were they going to do? Send me to a fucking rehab? No, because I wasn't like a junkie. I was just honest. So, I got to stay in the hospital for, if I'm not mistaken, four fucking days, dude. And guess what? The day that I went into the hospital was the day before Thanksgiving. So, I had to fucking sit in the hospital during Thanksgiving. My mom had to bring me Thanksgiving dinner. I remember I was an asshole to pretty much everybody that fucking was in the hospital with me, except for my cousin Mikey. My cousin Mikey stayed there with me the whole time. And I would have to fucking, you know, go outside, and you could smoke cigarettes in the smoking section at the hospital, and I would wheel my little fucking, you know, IV, and I would smoke my cigarette, and I would go back to the room. And it was fucking horrible, dude. It was one of the most horrible experiences. I was getting so pissed off at being at that fucking hospital, dude, that I literally had to tell them, like, yo, you need to fucking get me out of here. Like, why ain't the doctor releasing me? I'm fine. And they're like, no, dude, you're still on your antibiotics. They had to pump me full of antibiotics. They had to put me on an IV of antibiotics because of the fact that, uh, you know, fucking I had such a bad fucking infection that they did not want to go to my blood. And the only way, the reason I have my scar is because they had to fucking actually take a scalpel and fucking slice it, dude. Slice it to where all the pus Came out of that shit. That shit just leaked a fucking white green pus, dude. I know some of you were like, Uh!" but that shit's legit. I had such a bad infection in my lip that I had to get fucking cut open, drained, and then fucking put on antibiotics through an IV, not pills at home, stay in the hospital. Uh, for four days during fucking uh f- Thanksgiving, bullshit, and then finally, I remember when I finally got released, I remember when the doctor, when my doctor came and he was like, okay, we're going to release you, Jared, you can go home now, you're good, you know, don't fucking do drugs no more, and don't fucking party, and, and don't fucking, you know, if you bite your lip, don't touch it, okay, I hope you've learned your lesson. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Fuck, I've learned my lesson, whatever. And obviously, I went and fucking did drugs and all that shit after that because I didn't give a fuck, you know? I was like, hey, fuck it, you know? Lip got fat. Let's do it again. But I remember after that, one of the first things I did because I hadn't smoked weed in like a week, dude. I shit you not, I had not smoked any fucking weed for like a week and I was like dying to fucking smoke some weed. It was horrible. So I went across the street. Across the street... Lived my homeboy Keith, right? Me and Keith, we grew up together from '92 all the way until you know we were fucking out of high school and and shit like that. Uh, but I went across the street to his house because I knew that motherfucker had some weed, you know. And he hadn't seen me for a fucking week because I was in the hospital. And I go over there, and I had this white cloth bandage over the right side of my lip. You know, so it was just like on the bottom, you know, just just right there where it connects to the skin, the lip, and I had this fucking white bandage there. And I got over there, dude, and this dude's cracking up. He's like, "God damn, bro, that shit was crazy, fucking blah blah blah." And he was just laughing at the fucking bandage. And I go in there, and I'm like, "Dude, please tell me you got some fucking weed to smoke. Like, I just need to smoke some fucking weed, dude." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, bro, I got you." So. He packs his bong, right? This motherfucker isn't even cool enough to roll a joint, nothing like that for a motherfucker, right? He packs a fucking bong, one that you have to put up to your motherfucking face, not inside of your mouth. You got to put the shit around your lips to hit, right? So this dude packs his bong, and he's like, here you go, hit it. So I have to fucking hit it through the side of my mouth, like I had to be tricky, you know, I had to get that shit tight on the left side of my fucking mouth, and fucking hit that shit, because I couldn't put it over the bandage, because it was still, you know, a fucking healing wound and shit, you know, it hurt, and to this day, I hope he still has it, I don't know if he does, but he took a picture of me holding the bong with the white bandage over my lip, and i remember seeing the picture when he got it developed and i remember i mean i i remember seeing that picture like later on in life and he was like check this out and it was just this picture of me holding the bong looking fucking sad as shit with this fucking gauze on one side of my fucking face dude so that's what drugs can do that that's what fucking you know having a really good time can do but but you know what It's something that I don't regret because honestly, that is some of the best memories that you can have in life. You know, first off, I survived the shit. Second, I fucking partied so fucking hard, dude, that I had to fucking go to the goddamn hospital, not for overdosing, but for fucking partying so hard and fucking with my lip that I woke up looking like the nutty professor, dude. Like, I have a battle wound. I look in the I look in the fucking mirror every day. Every fucking day. And I'd say at least once a week, I look at that scar. And I think of that party. And I think of the shit that we fucking did. And I think of, you know, the fucking car ride home when I was asleep. And imagining my friends looking at me and my fucking lip flapping in the wind. And, you know, these are the fucking memories that you got to really hold close, man. You know, and, and sometimes I feel bad for people that don't get to experience times like those because I know they're dangerous. You know, I know drugs aren't a good thing. You know, we, we all know that we know it even when we're doing it or trying it. But I think that everybody has to experience some fucking chaos and mischief in their life at some point in time. You know, it's just, it's necessary. And to every fucking friend that was with me that night, I want to thank you, dude. I want to thank everybody that was there with me at that party for, for fucking giving me that memory. Like just for me to have that is, I feel blessed to have a memory like that with the friends that I used to have, you know, some of them I still have. You know, we may not be as close, we may not see each other, but uh, there's there's a few of them that I still call friends, and it's been a pleasure to fucking uh, have some experiences with them bastards, let me tell you that, <laughs> but you know what time it is, it's time for you to follow or subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already do- done so, if this is your first episode. Uh, and if you could, I would completely appreciate you leaving a review, write a review, uh, give this you know podcast five stars if you'd like. If you don't want to give it five stars, it's all Gucci, be honest, okay? Honesty is the best policy. so don't trip. But I love entertaining y'all. I love telling stories. I love talking, I love bullshitting. I love going on tangents and I will be actually uploading every Monday. You will see a podcast from now on once a week, every Monday, I can promise you that. It will be uploaded early enough to where uh, you know anybody that has to go to work on the West Coast will be able to hear it, and anybody that goes uh, to work on the East Coast will be able to hear it as well. I'm going to be uploading it at like 4 a.m. California time, which means that the East Coasters will get it at 7 a.m., the West Coasters will get it at 4 a.m., and everybody will have all day to try and listen to it if you do Listen to this podcast. But, I don't even know why I said but, because I love the word but, and I love my wife's butt. That's how it goes. My wife does have a nice ass. I love it. But, Joe, I appreciate every single one of you. I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, evening, or night, whatever it may be. And just remember, smile through these tough times. Do some drugs if you have to. Always listen to your Uncle Gerard. And I'll see you and you'll hear me next Monday, baby.